Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P-E-P-Pep! Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman! Today, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen hope to spring a trap on the man behind the curtain and deliver their first blow against the wellspring of hate and prejudice. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, uh, here's a fact you can chalk up for sure. It takes a solid sort of breakfast to start your day in high to help send you off to school full of vim and vigor. That's why Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, heads the list of breakfast favorites with so many fellows and girls. Because Pep looks so golden, toasted, and good, you really want to eat hearty. Yes, sir, those tender, crisp flakes of sun-ripened whole wheat sure do give your appetite the old come-on. And when you pitch in, when you get your first taste of that smooth sunshine flavor... See if it isn't Kellogg's Pep for you from then on. Every spoonful is so crisp and, and so keen and full of flavor that, well, before you know it, you've polished off every bit of pep in your bowl. And a good thing that is, especially nowadays, when the cereal grains are being sent to give that swell grain nourishment to fellows and girls all around the world. So, gang, this is no time to waste cereal. When Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers, make yourself a committee of one to help guard against waste. If you pour your own pet, pour it carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. Pass the word along to the rest of your family, too. Remember, gang, eat all your pet. Don't waste it. And now, the adventures of Superman. When a Catholic priest, a Jewish rabbi, and a Methodist minister formed a committee to raise funds to build a gymnasium and playground to be known as Unity House whose doors would be open to all children, regardless of race, religion, or color, they ran into trouble. A subversive organization calling itself the Guardians of America threatened the members of the committee with violence unless they resigned. Thus far, four murderous attacks have been made, and two of the innocent victims, Rabbi Stone and young Danny O'Neill, are in the hospital. But now Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, believes the time has come to expose and arrest the hate-mongering head of the organization, which like so many other underhanded groups of its kind, is attempting only to cause trouble between people of different religious faiths. Our scene opens in the office of Inspector Henderson at police headquarters, where Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen are pleading for more time to put the last part of their plan into effect. All we need, Inspector, is another few hours. Is that asking too much? Yes. When you were in this office yesterday morning at 10 o'clock, I told you I'd give you 24 hours and not another fraction of a second beyond that time, and you agreed. I yes, but Inspector... Just a minute, we... Jim, wait a minute. Yes, of course we agreed, Inspector. We, we thought 24 hours would be time enough. 
but it didn't turn out that way. I'm sorry, no. Kent, but that's all the time you're going to get. But we've got Now to... that we've got that young hoodlum mugs behind bars, we're going to raid his pool room hangout, round up the rest of his gang, and send them off to reform school. Look, Inspector, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Muggs and his juvenile gang aren't responsible for the things that have happened. You and I are responsible. Are you crazy? What have we got Just to do with minute, it? Just a minute. Wait a minute, Inspector. Let's look at this sensibly. It all started three days ago. Or was it four? I don't know. I've lost track of time. Well, what difference does it make? It started with a Morton Street fire. Right. Two kids, a boy named Muggs and another one... Uh, uh, skinny. Skinny. A boy named Skinny threw a brick through the window of Dave Hoffman's drugstore and set fire to the, the gauze perfume display. All right. Why? How do I know why... What do you mean, how do you know? You know as well as I do, because Hoffman was a member of the Unity House Committee, and these kids were told to set fire to his store. That doesn't make them innocent. No, you're right, it doesn't, but let's go on. Two nights later, the same boys, with the help of a few more, broke into Rabbi Stone's temple. Again, why? To smash it up. But why? All right, they were told to do it. And last night, they were told to attach a homemade explosive bomb to the motor of Perry White's car in order to, to get... White and Dr. Leeds, the Methodist minister. And still, you think they shouldn't be punished. Oh, now, wait, Inspector. I never said anything of the sort. Huh? What I did say, and I say it again, is that Muggs and the rest of them may not be bad boys. It's the people behind them who are really bad. The, the, the dirty, slimy rats who got these kids to do their dirty work. All right, we'll run them in, too. Oh, that's just the trouble you won't. The minute this thing is given any publicity, the minute they learn you've raided that pool room and are holding these kids, they'll go underground, back into the rat holes. They'll wait until the heat is off, till it blows over. Then they'll come out again to feed on the people and spread their poison. And when you add up the score, what'll it be? You'll have half a dozen kids in a reform school, but the real criminals, the, the traitors who call themselves the guardians of America, they'll be free to get other kids to do their filthy jobs for them. And you think you've got a better way, huh? I know we have, Inspector. Huh? When Jimmy Pose is a young tough and joined Muggs' gang, we started the ball rolling from the inside. If Jim hadn't learned what he did, Stone's temple would have been smashed up and Perry White's car would have exploded and probably killed him and Dr. Leeds. I'm not saying you haven't done a good job, Kent. Thanks. But now it's time to stop fooling around. Fooling We've around. got to wipe this out fast. Don't you understand, Inspector? You're not wiping it out. Remember what I said about poison ivy? You can't kill it by cutting off the leaves. You've got to dig out the roots. And these people, these hate mongers who should be called the enemies of America, they're the poison roots. Ah, you're dressing it up, Kent. Dressing it up, my eye. Why don't they want a place like Unity House built? Why are they trying to stop it? Jim, you tell the inspector, you know. Well, because they don't want Catholic kids and Jewish kids and Protestant kids to become friends. Right, why not? Well, because if they get to be friends, they'll stick together. They won't listen to guys like Hitler and Mussolini, who always start trouble by getting people to fight among themselves first. That's exactly the reason. It happened just that way in Germany. Hitler lied to the German people, told them the Catholics and the Jews were trying to take over the country. And these phony guardians of America are doing the same thing here. Or trying to. And you think you can stop them? Single-handed? No, not single-handed, but we can cut out some of the roots and kill some of the poison. All right. What do you want to do? Now oh, you're talking. Boy. Now, wait a minute. I haven't okayed anything yet. Oh, you will, once we tell you what we're planning. Well, let's hear it first. Okay, here's the setup. Now, when we pulled that phony arrest at the pool room in order to get Jim here out of a tough spot, the Guardians of America sent a lawyer down, a, ma a man named Green, to find out why he was arrested. I know all about that. Okay, okay. When Green got Jim out of jail, or thought he did, he took him to the headquarters of the Guardians, and Jim had a conversation with the big boss, who didn't show his face, but talked from behind a black velvet curtain. Uh-huh. And he gave me a special assignment. Told me to visit an art gallery owned by a man named Klein and slash some valuable paintings with a razor blade. Old masters worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Nice table. Yes, lovely. 
Well, at any rate, I got in touch with Mr. Klein, and we had a talk with him last night. He was more than happy to cooperate. Now, don't tell me he's willing to let you cut up his paintings. Of course not. Now, what we did, Inspector, was write a news story to the effect that someone did slash the paintings, and Mr. Klein agreed to go along with the story in case anyone questioned it. And what do you expect that to accomplish? Well, A, it should convince the big boss that Jim is on the level, and B, it may get him to step out from behind his curtain and show Jim his face, so that when you and your men grab him, we'll have positive identification. As it stands now, we can't prove a thing. No, we don't know his name, and none of us has seen his face. Uh, All this A and B stuff, when's it going to happen? Well, we thought we'd give them plenty of chance to see the story in the paper. I thought Jim could safely pay them a visit early this evening, say about 5 o'clock. What if it doesn't work? What if the guy doesn't show himself? Then you can step in and take over. Oh, thanks for the permission. Oh, now, wait a minute. I didn't mean it as permission, and you know it. What's going to happen when the other papers pick up your phony story and start pumping Klein? I told you. He'll play along. Well, what if they want to see these slashed pictures? He'll stall them. Don't worry about Klein. He's just as anxious as we are to trap these rats. I don't know. Well, it sounds pretty risky to me, but, well, if you think it'll work, I'll play along. Thanks, Inspector. Well, we're all set, Jim. Oh, swell. Let's go. Now, wait a minute. Let's get one thing straight. This is your last chance. Oh, we've agreed to that. Right, Jim? Right. Oh, but don't worry, Mr. Kent. I've got a hunch something's going to happen this time. We won't need another chance. We'll return in just a moment for the startling climax of today's episode when Jimmy enters the headquarters of the Guardians of America. So stand by. Gang, right here we ought to have a fanfare, or at least a roll of the drums, to give a good send-off to this week's pep dish of the week, because it's really a honey. It's a pep strawberry flip, as smooth a dish as you'd ever want to taste. Here's how easy it is to fix. You top your regular serving of Kellogg's Pep with plump strawberries, Then uh, take your spoon and give the whole thing a neat flip, carefully now, so you don't spill any, and see how the berries nestle down among those crisp, delicate flakes of whole wheat. Add milk and sugar, and you have a pep strawberry flip, one of the dozens of keen ways to enjoy Kellogg's pep come breakfast time. And I mean enjoy. Why, pep is loaded with golden toasted sunshine flavor. It's called the sunshine cereal. Crisp and tender, too. So bang up good that... Well, you want to dig in and finish off every delicious spoonful. And that's the right idea nowadays, you know, because you don't want to waste cereal when we're sending the cereal grains to fellows and girls across the seas. Keep that in mind, gang, when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers. Make it your job to see that it's not wasted. Remember to handle the package carefully if you pour your own Pep and polish off every bit you pour out. And uh, kind of keep watch on your younger brothers and sisters, too. Make sure to eat all your Pep. Don't waste it. It is ten minutes after five. Fighting to control his nervousness, Jimmy has taken an elevator to the penthouse apartment occupied by the Guardians of America. After being questioned at the entrance foyer by a man with a slight German accent, he was led into the room in which he had been interviewed once before. Now, alone in the room, he faces the black velvet curtain strung across one end and licks his dry lips as he struggles to still the pounding of his heart. For long moments, he can hear only the faint ticking of a clock on the desk in front of the curtain. Then, suddenly, a muffled voice pierces the black velvet. I've been expecting you all afternoon. Oh, Oh, yeah? Yes. I read an account in the newspaper. Something to the effect that the Klein Art Gallery had been visited by a vandal. It seems that five valuable paintings were cut with a razor blade. (laughs) 
That's too bad. Yes, it is too bad. I suppose now you've come for your reward. Well, you said if I did the job good, you'd pay off. I certainly did, and I certainly will. In fact, since you have proved yourself, I'm going to accord you a very rare privilege. I'm going to let you meet me face to face. Oh, Gleeps. What was that? Uh, uh, nothing. I, I, I kind of coughed. Just let me pull this curtain back. There we are. Now, Olson, let me shake your hand. You've done us a great service. My name is Frank Hill. Glad to meet you. Did you have any difficulty at Mr. Klein's art gallery? Yeah, it was a cinch. According to the story in the Daily Planet, the paintings were completely ruined. Yeah, I slashed them up good. Well, that's fine. Now, before we discuss anything further, I should like you to meet one of my close associates. He's a man who's done a great deal for the Guardians of America. A great deal. He's waiting in the next room. This way, Olsen. Okay. Oh, uh, before we go in, I think I'd better warn you. You may be a little shocked when you see this man. Oh, yeah? Yes. In fact, you will be. Shall we go in? Suits me. Very well. Step right in, Olsen. You. Startled, Jimmy Olsen stands rooted to the spot, staring at the man in the adjoining room. The color drains from his cheeks and his lips turn ghastly pale. He tries to breathe, but his throat has suddenly become paralyzed. Who is the man? Why has meeting him shocked Jimmy into panic-stricken silence? Gang, if you don't know now, you'll know tomorrow when we continue with the thrill-packed episode entitled Death Sentence. Don't miss it. Tune in. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement... The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, kids, if you're training your dog, try rewarding him for good behavior with Kellogg's Grow Pup. There's a dog food that makes a hit with dogs right from the word go. Gives them swell, meaty flavor. And gives them three different kinds to pick from. Grow Pup Ribbon, Grow Pup Meal, and Grow Pup Pellets. All full of what it takes to help keep a dog right on the beam. To help build strong bones and teeth and muscles. That's why lots of champs feed on Grow Pup. So ask Mother to get Kellogg's Grow Pup for your dog today. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.